0: Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic.
1: The Athletic.
2: I'm sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like.
3: Is Gascoigne gonna have a crack? He is, you know.
4: Time and time and time again. Break
0: up the music! Charge it
5: Mate T trickling down to the grassroots after all. Lineker does Lampard. Graham Soonis taking a hard line on the felines. Martin Keown picks the worst possible moment to hail an unsung hero. A desperate search for the definition of swaz. Staring down the barrel of a third consecutive win and a very solid Keys and Grey corner. Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Cliches. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 136 of Football Cliches. I'm Adam Hurry, and with me, first of all, is Charlie Eccleshire. How's it going? Uh, not great actually. Um, come to you with some. I've been hit
3: like a ton of bricks. My Sunday, my beloved Sunday League team, has folded after 12 years. Oh no. Which, yeah, probably realistic spells the end of my 11-a-side career, and I've the hurricanes.
5: I've, yeah, it's over. What, what was the what was it was it just, you know, sheer lack of numbers over a considerable yeah, period it, of time?
3: Yeah, exactly. It just got to the point where every week was a struggle and the guys who were trying to get a team out just eventually were like enough is enough. But yeah. So it's very sad. So I did a athletic style of long read on our mm. glorious twelve years. Um, which which did help. You know, that was kind of my way of dealing with the grief. But yeah, it's really um yeah, it feels just like a horrible feeling of like that's yeah you know 11 that's like what you know when you start playing football and it's it, it's proper yeah. football it's what you dream about and absolutely are you going to retire or are you going to look to play on i don't know i mean i th- to be honest, like I was playing less and less now having a child and so it was kind of fine playing for a team where you, you really like the team and you can go and play the odd game. But to join another a side team now I think would be harder when you, when you can't really play very often. And I'll, I'll probably just play more fives and small side games but it's not the same. It's Disagree.
5: Not, not go and, keep going and make your debut for r- various <laughs> random teams. It's, it's a real thrill.
6: The door is always open at Ribblesdale Rovers. We've been through similarly tough times this season. but We've come through it. You've got through. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but nevertheless, we could always do with, a, with an experienced body <laughs> like yours. I'm up for it.
3: I'll Imagine if it. we both joined. That would be amazing.
5: Oh, what a double signing that would be. <laughs> what a double swoop for Ribblesdale Rovers that would be. Um, yeah, shame to see the Hurricanes join the kind of internet graveyard of Pichero.com. Web pages. <laughs> I, honestly, I, th- I feel like it's the internet equivalent of kind of space debris. Those kind of abandoned Sunday mm. League stats pages that only go up to sort of 2017. Um, it's really depressing.
3: Cobwebs. Yeah, The, the virtual yeah. equivalent of cobwebs Team on those.
5: stats. Yeah, it's all there. Real shame. You may have heard the voice of David Walker there. David, let's let's stick on a Sunday League theme because Matty Walsh has written in to pick up on um, a point that Rhys James made last week on Mezzah Holland dix He says, I was playing at Victoria Park this weekend. That's the Val de Bebas to Hackney Marsh's Bernabeu. And one of our players, an Italian, rocked up with some maté tea. The <laughs> strainer looked like a mess, but the goblet did indeed lend him some gravitas. It's, it has indeed penetrated all the way down. Sunday League very nice
6: very nice indeed as you prophesied last week when talking about it I'm not sure having looked at the um the receptacle in question I'm not sure that they do qualify as goblets I think Rhys James was, was <laughs> using a little bit too much artistic license with his description there
5: as I understand a goblet Charlie a goblet is essentially it's like a metal wine glass that's how yeah, I kind of yeah. think of as a goblet exactly yeah, yeah needs a stem I mm.
3: guess it has this a similar colouring and, and maybe it, some of the more high-end ones
5: have that kind of grandness to them. Yeah, decorative. Um, yeah, mm. but yeah, not a goblet. It's a gourd. It's a gourd. We have a humongous adjudication panel for everybody today. Um, I've decided to try and do this in descending order of what people are already thoroughly aware of. So the only place to start, I guess, gentlemen, is Gary Lineker does Frank Lampard. So a first Premier League win for Frank Lampard at Everton. I bet he's having a great night.
2: But seriously, it was a really good performance.
5: Where do we start? I mean, there's a, there was an immediate consensus, Dave, that the, the shark had been jumped. Yeah. Oh
6: well, I mean, I think it had possibly already been jumped, but I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it now. I mean, ugh, it's ruined. It's ruined.
5: A, there was not an, an immediate thrill, Charlie, that it had reached this level of public consciousness. But I, d- I don't know why, but I feel like this might be the death of the Lampardian transition as a curious concept.
3: Yeah, it reminds me a bit of when like our parents' generation started coming onto Facebook. And it was just like, oh, well, mm. I mean, if, they're, if you're on it, then this isn't great. And, and look, I love Gary Lineker, but...
1: Yeah. Easy to forget
3: he's
5: 60 years old,
3: I suppose. Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, what's next? It's on question of sport? I mean, (laughs) fucking hell. It's, it's yeah, it's not exactly... like if It doesn't make you feel like, ah, I'm in on this quite cool niche joke when it's being broadcast on BBC's flagship programme. I'll tell you the moment
6: where it will truly, truly be over is when in maybe at some point in the next five years... Lampard, after failing at Everton and possibly one other club, decides: you know what, sod it. I'll take the cash from Paddy Power. Mm-hmm. I'll do the ad. I'll send myself up for the money. Jamie Redknapp will be involved somehow, and it will just be game over.
5: You're absolutely right, um, Charlie. If we yeah. if we can squeeze a <laughs> few more drops of novelty out of this phenomenon, um, Lineker's effort. How would you rate it? I'd say maybe 6.5 out of 10. I mean, the, the spirit is there, the energy is there, the commitment is there, but I feel like the the, the parachuting from one to the other was just too immediate.
3: It's not yeah, smooth enough. Yeah, it's, it's a bit hammed up. I mean, I can't, I can't remember if we if we got to it or if the days didn't quite align, but Moisey did, mm. did a far better one last week. That's more in the spirit because... Yeah, it's it's not he he looks <laughs> almost angry, whereas it's not you know it's not angry. It's just that kind of earnestness and seriousness.
5: I, I do wonder though, Dave, and there must be a, a sizable portion of the Matchday audience out there who just did not understand what the hell was going exactly. on. <laughs> exactly, that's the thing. I mean, you know, and obviously you are
6: responsible for it. It's this. a very Twitter I mean, there, thing. There may even be people listening to this podcast who don't actually understand that you were the first person who started making this a thing on the internet. However many, yes. where was it? When he was at Derby still? Is was it, was it back? It was as before, he was still
3: playing, wasn't it? Your thread goes back to 2014. 2014. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Little did you know,
6: Back in 2014, when you typed out those Imagine characters. if you'd been
3: told. 140
6: only back then as well.
3: Who exactly. will be involved in your skit that you're describing, the Lampa thing, is John Bishop, I think will have a role mm. in um, in Frank Lampard. But I do think it would be even worse, would be if it was, uh, if like Tuffers and the boys had him on Question of Sport and kind of got him to do it. I th- Egged I think, him on to do it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that would be the... The sort of lowest of the low. I think um, Lampard's
6: more league of their own than question of sport.
3: Yeah, he probably is. But that's where I'm thinking John Bi- I mean, because isn't is, is John Bishop a team captain or just big on a league of their he feels very league of their own.
5: Yeah. Mm, yeah, agreed. All agreed. Next up, um couldn't move for people reacting to this on Sunday. Um let's play in all its glory. This is Graham Soonis finally getting the opportunity to unbottle all his feelings about Kurt Zuma's cat.
1: I've got zero sympathy for him. If he's turned up today at West Ham and got abuse from his own supporters, which I imagine, you know, West Ham's roots are in, in the east end of London. You know, the salt of the earth people, people that, you know, would not, the vast majority would not be accepting what they saw on a, on a TikTok or whatever it was. I, I've got zero sympathy for him. I've got, I've got major problems with this. Have we got time to talk about it? Just quickly, yeah. I've got major problems with it. For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. It was picked up and it was abused for entertainment. It was abuse for entertainment. It wasn't like out of anger. They're laughing. So the example he sets there, and there's a child, he smashes the, the cat out of the child's arms. And then, and this is the biggest arguably the biggest problem I have with it, they decide to put it on, is it TikTok again? TikTok, forgive me, I'm not a big social media on person. Social media, yeah. So it goes out on social media. The fact that they put it out on social media would suggest they didn't think there was anything wrong with the behaviour. They thought, oh, people will find this funny and amusing.
5: Dave, I've got no issue with... Um, Graham Sinis' sentiment here at all. I, I, no. There is a, at no point during this brief discussion will I, do any of us want to utter the words. Now we all know that cruelty to animals is not acceptable. Now I don't want to hit. We're not going to get into that sort of debate. Yeah. All I want to start with. Well, what do we start with, Dave? I mean, oh God, there is. It's uh, it's
6: wonderful, isn't it? Really. I mean, and uh, it, that's the sort of the, the thing is. It's it is obvious that we agree with the sentiment, and we but. It's it's almost like he's talking about something completely different. He could be talking about anything happening here.
5: Cat's done nothing wrong there. Quite footbally, yeah. yeah the
6: implication that he yeah, exactly that yeah as far as I can see that cat hadn't done anything wrong as if it if it what would what would the threshold have been? What would the cat had to have done to have Not deserved even true. cat the broke a vase.
5: The cat broke a vase. I mean this is a, this is on record. This is a fact. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, and
6: just the salt of the earth, the sort of the earth people, the West Ham fans, those sort of the old fans. One. I mean,
3: that was weird. Just sort of the earth people who love cats.
6: Yeah. So again, implying that what? Like, I'm trying to think. Like, what's which is the club that has the least salty of the earth people? Fulham, <laughs> Fulham maybe? Yeah. Zegging, like, are they OK Some with appears.
5: it? <laughs> oh, dear. Poor, poor Fulham. Um, Charlie, um, we could laugh all day about this, perhaps um, um, a little bit too cruelly. But um, if we are to take sooner seriously in this point, my favourite moment in that case is the bit where he kind of sort of says, no, no, I've got a real problem with this. As if it's like, <laughs> Do you know, what? I've, I've listened to all this crap. I'm having my say here. Have we got time? I like the uh, yeah
3: every time it's like just quickly mm, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not loads <laughs> do do try and rate it in a little bit I mean I was told today um, he is a vegan and is yeah you know th- this is a clearly as you can see a cause very close very close to start. yeah I mean the 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 bit that was clipped up the as far as I can see the cat didn't anything wrong which obviously was the kind of headline I th- it's slightly less weird seeing that in the context of that clip Agreed. when I saw it on its own I was like what? Because then it does genuinely sound as if they're talking about a penalty decision as if like we're discussing whether he's gone to ground too easily Absolutely. or something like that which Absolutely. <laughs> as we've talked about before it's very I think football we will do find it very hard not to talk about all just disc- in, in a in that kind of a way, hmm. uh, which, just, which does come across.
5: I just, Dave, I just don't want to hear Graham Sooners say the word TikTok ever again, <laughs> <Yeah>. ever again.
6: <laughs> and when he says, yeah, TikTok or whatever it was, social media, and Michael
5: Mike, Mike Richard just goes, oh, just social media, Graham, it's <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. Social media. That's what they say yeah. on TOWIE if they don't want to mention a brand name. Just say social media. It's absolutely fine. Um, that's pretty much all I ever want to discuss about this subject. Um, let's move swiftly, swiftly on. I enjoyed this, Charlie. This came from Matt Lowe, who was watching Newsnight the other night, and they said they went full Sven slash Bertie votes um, when discussing Cressida Dick's potential replacement as the commissioner of the Met Police.
2: Is it time for the Met Police to go outside, maybe go abroad?
0: I think it's time for the organisation to look outside and to bring somebody new in, bring somebody fresh in, so that uh, they come in with an independent oversight without having to be tarnished by anybody else, without being um, you know, influenced by anybody else. Uh, of course, there will, there will be some influences, but the bottom line is, I think it's time to start looking further afield for somebody that will come in with new and fresh ideas.
3: This is so funny because I was listening to a some discussion on the Today program, and I thought exactly that. I was like, "This is so Sven." The whole debate over like, is the, is this the time to finally bring in a foreigner, or is that the end as we know it? So we're just
5: not we're just not producing senior police officers in well, the same exactly. numbers anymore, Charlie.
3: But is this the solu- Long term, is this the solution? It's, I think it's it, a real shame. It's it, it, a real it, shame. It, yeah, but what message would it send to all
6: aspiring, hopeful <laughs> chiefs of the metropolitan police out there? Uh, what bad habits are they going to bring over the uh, the foreign police? officers? Yeah, that's the thing. A more continental police force wouldn't. I mean, you know, we've all seen we've all seen those how those continental police officers
5: mm. deal with fans abroad. Absolutely, is no, that what we want? Yeah, exactly. Well, some listeners might be sitting here thinking, well, they're, they're they're taking a bit of a stretch here. You know that that was just you know incidental football chat. This is, it wasn't deliberate. Okay, well the debate continued. Charlie on Radio 4's World Tonight. When Ken Marsh, chair of the Met Police's Federation, which in this scenario is the equivalent of like the PFA or the LMA, was talking about the uh, departure of Cressida Dick. Earlier today, she certainly was sounding defiant that she was determined to stay in her post. I think you had a meeting with her yesterday. What what yep. has her mood been?
2: Her mood yesterday was good. You know, I had an hour and a half in her office with her and uh, she was very upbeat. She knew she had a plan. She was interested because I speak for the rank and file where she was with them. You know, had she still got the locker room, so to speak? I reassured her of that.
1: <laughs>
3: I mean, th- this as well—the natural <laughs> next step, surely, if it follows football journey, is to say, "Listen, if they're good enough, they'll learn from these foreign players. <laughs> Their managers come in, it, you know, it's a challenge to them. They—they've got. Ra- if you're an aspiring commission, you've got to raise your game." Yeah, you know, that that's what you've got to do, which was very much the kind of mid-90s with, when like Viali and Hullet were coming in, wasn't it? It was like, you know, your, yeah. your Jodie Morrises, they've got to be learning. And, uh, you know, if they're good enough, they will get a
5: chance still. About that second clip, Dave, I mean, the, the obvious focal point is the, the locker room slash dressing room mm. chat. But uh, I also enjoyed this, this this image of sort of, of Cressida Dick sort of preparing for the next game. You know, yeah. she was busy <laughs> preparing for the next game. You know, uh, she, she didn't see this coming at all. <laughs> I do think the particular use of locker room is actually.
6: Um quite appropriate here. Cause you always do see in like police procedural programs, they actually, ooh, you know, that they always, when they're clocking off, they go to their little locker, don't they? Yeah. I always mm. think of
5: ER as having the, um, the definitive locker room. Um, that's, you know, that's where much of the drama took place, but the bill surely had a locker room. Yeah, didn't it? exactly. Yeah. 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 Clearing your locker out sort of just, are you okay? Are you sure? <laughs> like... <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> it's yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, and then stopping at the door, turning around and saying, Jim, Yeah? Thanks. (laughs) Um, As as if there couldn't be more layers to this, Dave, Henry Bell has alerted me to an article in The Independent. Headline, What will be in the new Metropolitan Police Commissioner's in trade? Bit dangerous here. to get someone firing? (laughs) Don't get the police firing again. Get the fans on side?
1: That's got to be one. Make Scotland Yard
3: a
5: fortress again.
3: (laughs) Build, rebuild that connection. True. That 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 has been lost. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I love that idea of the, um, yeah, listen, my my focus is just on the next game and it's just, you know, preparing for Dagenham
5: on Thursday night. Mm. Onto more predictable territory, Charlie, Neil Bates says, Does the World Cup England base camp story get earlier every time? <laughs> I've, I've I've seen I've seen the news story. Lots of lots of um, pictures ripped out of booking.com for England's base camp, alerting me to all the tiny things that are available at that hotel, including printers. Everything we would possibly want is there. Standard rooms are twenty five square meters with a flat screen TV. Uh, apparently, there's there's only seventeen superior rooms available, which, um, as the mail points out, is not enough for the entire England squad and the coaching staff. <laughs> I, I think I'll probably get round this, don't you? <laughs> I am concerned
6: about some of the facilities the gym looks very small only room for like two or three people in that gym
5: and where's the games room Charlie where is the games room
3: wasn't there was it Euro 2000 or something, where they had like a mock uh, horse racing <laughs> thing they bet on but it had been pre-recorded and
5: it was all it was all banter mm. but
3: great for morale
5: yeah so Absolutely. You, do, you, do, you do need that. And but my God, I hope it's in the sweet spot of distance between them and the rest of the tournament. Oh God, if it's if it's too far away or it's too close. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean,
6: one of the only redeeming
5: features about the whole Godforsaken tournament is it's impossible not to be mm. in the sweet spot. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. As if we didn't need any more confirmation, Dave, that we are indeed in a World Cup year. Kieran Trippi has fractured his metatarsal. <laughs> Old oh. school. I oh, know. After
6: looking so <laughs> promising as well. I think he's too early though. Got enough time isn't though, it? isn't he? Yeah, because yeah. of the November
3: situation. Yeah, yeah. You really want this happening so it's properly borderline, and we get more
5: kind of forensic updates. I, I I'm no um, collator of this data, Charlie, but I'm pretty sure Kieran Trippier's the first elite level player to fracture his metatarsal for at least eight years. I can't, I can't remember the last <laughs> time it happened. It's a real novelty to have it back again. It's great.
3: It feels very, yeah. I mean, it feels very 2006. What boots? Is he, he wearing era. these light mm. modern boots? No protection. That was the chat, was it? The t- that, that, that feels right.
6: It was real games gone situation. Yeah. Back in the heady days of Aldo Dusha
5: mm, Good memory. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Aldo Dusha, yeah. It was pantomime villain.
5: <laughs> What's he up to now? <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Literally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Right. I think this might be the worst case of commentator's curse I've seen for a long time but in an entirely fresh context Dean was watching, listener Dean was watching the Manchester United vs Southampton game on Saturday lunchtime Oriel Romeo intervening to stop a promising Manchester United attack and the Southampton, the travelling Southampton fans singing his name just as Martin Keown sung his praises Laser and gentlemen, Cristiano Ronaldo it's just a bit of a heavy touch
2: from the star man I think Romeo might have got back in there lose it there quite cheaply and he's got all sorts of space Sancho he can't pick his man out at the end of it because the midfield player yet yeah, he just gets back on some hero in that Southampton midfield
5: and he's a fixture in there isn't he the former Chelsea man uh, now, I mean, amazing I don't want to take this too literally but I'm going to Charlie um, well <laughs> that's pretty unfortunate that's incredible what are the chances that, of all players yeah. as well? Yeah. <laughs> does he have any awareness of it? Do you think? I, do you think it kind of? I think the timing was like, a little tight. Like it would, it would, he would have mm. had to really be listening out for it, and and it would have had to register. But that's such a good example
3: of good. how that term has just lost all meaning. Because what you're, re- I mean, so often they're not. Unsu- you know, what you really mean is they're a defensive midfielder or someone who does. Always. The kind of ugly stuff, yeah. yeah, but that doesn't mean they don't get praised for it.
5: <laughs> Dave, I just think I just think it's I just think it's magical. I just think it's magic. I'm, I'm not criticising Keown particularly in this instance. Uh, I just, uh, just think he's been very unlucky, v- very unlucky.
6: As you say, the the chances of him saying that thing and them sing, literally singing his name at the same time. I dread to think of what the odds are for that, and, and yeah, really surprised. It uh, should I be surprised? I don't know. I suppose you know, as you say, we all have fan away support
3: more team. likely to do. Uh, you're probably less likely to get that in a home game. Yeah. I imagine. I don't know exactly how the chanting at, down at St. Mary's works, but that feels more like an away crowd where everyone gets chanted. Yeah.
6: It sounded like they were doing the, um, was it like, oh, re-
5: re- Aurea. yeah? yeah. Aurea.
6: I'm not quite comfortable with that the taking the Ori part of his name oh. for that chant <laughs> yeah, quite well. Yeah, got to shoot Well, <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, a badly sung hero. I think we <laughs> can call him from now on.
4: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob
0: Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
4: This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Rexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is Welcome to Wrexham, all new, Thursdays on FX, stream on Hulu. Oh, look at that!
2: What the- Brought to your ears by the Athletic. This is football cliches.
5: Meanwhile, World Feed viewers for this particular fixture, Charlie, were treated to something else entirely. Thomas Bylus writes in and says, Peter Drury. Peter Drury has just described Stuart Armstrong's recent FA Cup goal as the very definition of swaz. <laughs> Have you ever adjudicated an exact definition of swaz? No, we haven't, Thomas Bylas, but I am i really wish I'd just heard the words coming out of Drury's mouth. Swaz, yeah. I mean,
3: how, how would we... I'm trying to think where... What is swaz? I, I feel like, well, like it's its kind
5: of backspin, no, cutting away think... from the...
6: It's more than just
5: bending it. Isn't it? It's like fade in golf. That's how I think swaz is. That's really interesting.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is, it, it is to do with the curl, but there's something, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's and, and it starts like swagger. It feels like you, you need to have a certain degree of mm. but it's not, confidence to pull that off.
5: It's
6: not like the sort of knuckleball, David Louise, Gareth Bale bit no, where they I make it so. sort of go up and down.
5: No, and I wouldn't of, say so. It needs to be more stylish than that.
6: Yeah, yeah, I think so. There was a I, Van
5: Dyke sort of um, viral footage of a Van Dyke pass. I think it was against Bayern a few years was. ago, Charlie. Oh,
3: that one where they've got the incredible angle yeah. for it. Yeah, and, and it, it sort of launches it for Marnet. Curled
5: it gently out to the right of his own foot, which I it, think would be Swaz. I think
6: Swaz, for me, is the sort of thing you see the likes of the F2 freestylers doing in mm. their videos. You know, when they're mm. just purposefully trying to smash the outside of the ball and make it dramatically curl into the top corner. You don't see it that often in actual games, really.
5: No, true.
3: I mean, Oscar scored a goal for Chelsea, I remember, with the outside of his foot that sort of curled back in. Mm. Uh, Looking at it here on on Urban Dictionary, they talk about uh, it being characteristic of Real Madrid legend Karim Benzema, oh. who'd often score extremely well controlled curling shots from the left corner of the box into the furthest corner of the goal.
5: I have that as I a classic I, curler. That's, is that yeah, Swaz? I don't that, know.
3: Yeah, that, that sounds more like the Henri goal, mm. which I don't think of as swazzy. Mm, That's yeah. more. It mm. feels a bit. Yeah, I, I don't think control and. Because you don't want it to have like a safe you don't want there to be a safetyness to it, I don't mm-hmm. think. I, it should feel a yeah. bit more exciting I, than that. To me,
6: I think it has to be hit with a certain amount of force. Yeah. So like agreed. struck through. So outside the boot or sort of strikes, you know, striking across the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't think curling with the inside of the foot to bending it in the far mm-hmm. post is swazzy enough.
5: I agree. I agree. And this is about as bleeding edge as I want to get with the language of football because, I mean, you'll never catch us debating the definition of worldy, for example, which I just won't accept. I won't accept it. I I might be the last man standing when it comes to this, but I won't have worldy, especially the fact that it seems to be spelled I-E. Don't like it. Right, next up. This is via Gareth Eccleston and approximately 1800 others. Here's Chesterfield goalkeeper Scott Loach launching a goal kick upfield during the the top-of-the-table clash away to Stockport in the National League last week.
2: Oh! Your shit! Ah! Fuck
3: off! Ah! We are the town! Ah!
5: (laughs) That's brilliant.
3: Is it? (laughs) Is it brilliant? It's the the wrong (laughs) tune, though, for for Your Shit Ah. I mean, maybe because they launch into this whole other bit, but... The whole no, I like joy it. of Weird. your shit
5: R is, is the length of the no afterwards. I don't want a staccato mm. your shit R, Charlie. I don't want it. Well, yeah, it sort of just gets lost as well in
3: amongst the other thing. It should be it's a standalone thing, and, was, and then you
5: can really enjoy the uh, the sort of flowing R. And you know, Dave. I mean, looking at the footage, a short goal kick seemed to have been an original option for this goalkeeper. So it seems to me that you know, down in the fifth tier of English football. Long, sumptuous goal kicks could be a dying breed. You're not going to get many opportunities like this. Don't waste them. No, I, I like this. I like this. I like. I, it's a nice variation
6: on it's the theme. As well, I like the rhythm of it. You could possibly improve it by, as you say, maybe lengthening the the initial ah, and then mm. sort of having it as a little flourish at
5: the end. Mm. It's all about timing. I mean, not everyone's mm. got that. So, um, joke was on them, though, Charlie, because uh, my records tell me that Scott Loach was booked in the sixth minute of injury time for what I can only assume is time-wasting. So imagine how angry they Uh, were at that point. When we're singing it then, you get what you deserve. So do we, because this is from Andrew Strong, who spotted some highly inappropriate chat. Remember, everybody, this is mid-February. This is from Bristol Rovers versus Mansfield Town on Saturday. Well, the referee is
2: John Busby, and he's, um, in a moment, got himself no Christmas
0: cards from the, the blue half of Bristol this Christmas.
5: What? I can't think of a Whoa. more unacceptable point of the year to be saying I genuinely Because anything in January could be late Christmas cards, you know, a bit of Christmas hangover. February, given that you've got Valentine's Day staring at you in the face, Charlie, there there couldn't be a worse time to use Christmas. Yeah,
3: that's true. That's such an open goal. Although maybe that would sound a bit weird. But, I mean, so much can change between now and when we are doing our Christmas cards. By then, you might have given them loads of really favourable decisions.
5: Dave, how do you feel about it?
3: Unacceptable.
5: Simple as that. (laughs) Simple (laughs) Disgrace. The
6: Christmas card chat's bad enough as it is in Christmas card season, let alone
5: now. Well, as I said, Valentine's Day was there, staring him in the face as an opportunity, but um, that was being abused elsewhere as well. Joshua Milton writes in, as many others did too, on final score during a game recap, the reporter declared that the referee was dishing out cards like it's Valentine's Day. Is this an appropriate seasonal variation? In my mind, this is unacceptable. As many others Pointed out, Dave, you should only be giving out one. Yeah, exactly. What How many is he giving out? <laughs> I still prefer it to confetti. I have to say, mm, I was yeah, yeah, That's the one. That Actually, came maybe to mind. confetti works well for lots of cars, but it, I don't like it, Charlie, for international call-ups. Handing out international call-ups like confetti just doesn't work. you don't. Yeah,
6: you don't hand out but, confetti. You throw it up in the air, and there's loads yeah. of them.
3: Yeah. Doesn't worth a I bet that was said all. about the captain's armband in the Sven era. I as well. think that's
5: actually more what I was looking for. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> handing it around like confetti. But yeah, but yeah, uh, depends how popular you are with the ladies, depending on how many Valentine's cards you're giving out. Right, Jonathan Pierce, Dave, a venerable commentator. This isn't the sort of thing I'd think he'd be transgressing with. But this was from Norwich against Manchester City. Grant Handley being denied by the post early doors. We talked about the threshold recently for the, for a famous win. Mm. I don't know where we start with this.
2: Deep cross back into the middle. It's oh, a lovely save by Edison in that Manchester City goal to deny Grant Handley a famous, famous Norwich City opener.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to have two famouses as well, Dave... <laughs> a famous Norwich City opener. I know. As
6: well, of all the openers in Norwich City's history. Can we remember any here between
3: us? Didn't think so. What was that goal against United, the header? Was it Pilkington? I think beat them 1 0. Really good header. I mean, that was a famous win. I don't know if it would count as a famous. It's only really a famous opener in retrospect. And of course, you've statements. actually got a serious answer to that
6: obviously <laughs> rhetorical
3: <laughs> question. <laughs> what was the month and year, Charlie? Can't remember. <laughs> In cable, was
5: 2005, <laughs> definitely 2005. <laughs> <Is everyone> right. <laughs> um, uh, just to conclude, just to clarify, neither of you are happy with the idea of a famous, famous opener.
3: No. No. I mean, we've thought that the whole famous thing has got a bit out of control.
5: Mm. I mean, was 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 Wolves' win at Spurs yesterday a famous win? They won at Old Trafford. It was described was, I mean, as such, but was it? I don't think it. I don't think it. I mean, they went above them in the table with it, didn't didn't they?
3: Yes, they did. Um, yeah.
5: Seems to be the... Final nail in the coffin for that one. I, yeah, not having it
3: at all. No. Oh, I've confused my famous Norwich openers. Actually, I was thinking of they did. There was one in 2005, but the pilk to one I'm talking about was 2012. Ah, uh, so many famous. Yeah. Norwich openers. Dean Ashton he
6: scored
3: was the one, the one in 2005, right? Yeah, exactly, Yeah. See, we're still there talking. We're still talking about it almost
5: 20 years. But not on. famous enough for you to remember who scored it. So that's. Uh, that's true. It's an indictment on everybody. Moving on. This is from James Dix. Seamus Coleman opening the scoring for Everton against Leeds at Goodison Park on Saturday. Um, for those who've seen the goal, this may be an easy decision for you. For those who haven't, this was him simply nodding over the line, in my opinion, from about less than half a yard out. But here's what Sky Sports commentator Rob Palmer had to say about it. Coleman to Iwobi. Seamus Coleman joins the attack. Gordon, lovely little laugh from
4: Gordon. Back to, back to-
5: OK, so Charlie, uh, Rob Palmer, a little bit of doubt creeping in there. The ball kind of just sort of sailing over to the to the back post. And, and that's all Seamus Coleman could do is kind of sort of stoop forwards and nod it home, make sure it went in. That to me, it's technically a diving header. He dove, he dived, he headed it. But in the spirit of diving headers, I don't think it qualifies. I
3: think Palmer gets it spot on because he, in very few words, explains the tension that you've just described there <laughs> because it is, it is it's not it is a diving header, header. i not. mean he does he dives and heads it dave some sanity is, is here. your is, is your issue the closest to the goal the absence of a keeper
5: the general ease of uh, it the fact he probably doesn't need i think to now you've asked me i think what the clinching factor is despite the fact he dives despite the fact he heads it and despite the fact that he needed to do both of those things to get it in it's just the fact that it's so close and therefore the ball doesn't have to travel anywhere it's more it's closer on the spectrum to bundling it home and nodding it home and getting the final touch the yeah. diving header, Dave. It, it, there is, it's
6: not from a cross. The ball pops up from when a, from a sort mm. of scramble. The two mm. the Calvert Lewin and the Leeds defender go for the ball. I think Calvin Lewin hits it against the Leeds defender, pops up in the air, and then Coleman is in the right place at the right time to be able to, as you say, nod it over the line. He is He's not completely horizontal, but he's sort of halfway between, and both feet are off the floor when he makes contact with the Can ball. Can you confirm? Yes, I have looked at this okay, back cool. and forth. Yeah, both okay. feet are off the ground. Important. He's he's at about a forty five degree angle, I'd say, <laughs> and so there is validity in the in the claims for it to be a diving header, but it's not diving header in the, in the sort of uh, Jordan Lechkov exactly. style in the World Cup ninety four, the clin- Klinsman. Even Van Persie against Spain Van or whatever. Persie, yeah.
5: um, World Cup is Van, Van Persie, Persie a diving header?
3: Well, <laughs> let's not go down that route. But it, it is. It's just a,
5: then a very weird trajectory. It's a diving looping header, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it. it has honorary diving he's not header meet- status, yeah. he's but not it
6: meeting the ball, is it? <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> if it had happened in League One.
6: I would be having it. Tricky one. I'm, I, I am broadly in agreement with you on this one, Adam. And I think, I think Rob Palmer is he's there too. He's in the same space as us here. Yeah, the doubt
5: said it all, Charlie. The doubt said it all. Mm.
3: I remember very. It must have been late nineties. Rodney Marsh taught, lamenting the death of the twenty-yard header, <laughs> <laughs> saying, <laughs> "Saying you don't see many long-distance heads anymore." It's like, did that ever? That is exist? a stretch. Like I, I can't imagine there were many goals scored. From David like Rowcastle scored one,
5: or something. Like Paul I mean, Davis.
3: Sh- yeah, sh- surely they were extremely rare even back then. It wasn't mm-hmm. a
6: sort
5: of
3: you got a, you got a commonplace. You thing. got a date. A month and a date for us for those goals, Charlie. Good question. <laughs> no, I could probably remember when Marsh in and around when Marsh said it, it would have been about ninety nine. Mm. But the goals themselves, I don't think they really existed. So there, there are no dates to have.
5: Right, penultimate clip for us this week. This was via a surprising number of people actually. Um, really re- reassuring to know that people are listening to BBC Radio Five Live on a Saturday, consuming their football this way. Um, this was indeed Five Live checking in at St James's Park, Charlie, for the latter stages of Newcastle's win over Aston Villa. These are the sounds, though, of St. James's Park. Final stages there, Tom Gale. Wow, well, we've still got at least another four and a half minutes left to play, Steve. It's Newcastle 1, Aston Villa nil. Eddie Howside staring down the barrel of a third consecutive Premier League win, which would move them four points clear at the drop. Charlie Eccleshare, you cannot stare down the barrel of a third consecutive win. Staring down the barrel? That's got to be a bad thing, surely.
3: <laughs> You yeah. don't talk about, you know, there aren't, it's it's not a nice thing to be staring down the barrel of something. Mm. You, um, you can't get shot in the face with a victory. Exactly. <laughs> shot of adrenaline. Mm. Um, They've shot
5: themselves in yeah. the foot here. It's 1-0. It's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing really more to say about it, is it? Open and shut case. Yeah, but um, but Dave, a very good example of how subtle the language of football can be. I mean, it's an, inoffensive to the layman's ear, but to us. It's important to get these things right. And that is why we're here. I wonder if it mm-hmm. if it popped into his head just after he said it, Charlie. Ah, oh, shit.
3: I think it's just so ingrained. I mean, I quite like using staring down the barrel in normal conversation for just you know you're staring down the barrel of a long night. He
5: could have said on the verge. Well, this is it. Of what's the equivalent? What's the equivalent of for a win? I don't think on the verge. On the brink. On the brink. On the
3: brink, on the brink. On the brink. On the brink of a huge three points. Yeah, see, that's what it is, isn't it?
5: You can't. Yeah. You can't stare down anything for a <laughs> win, can you? Staring yeah. down the uh, glory hole of a third win in a row in the Premier League. <laughs> oh dear, glory hole. Sorry about that. But that leads us on nicely, tone-wise, to what I hope will be a semi-regular feature. This is Keys and Grey Corner. Now, Charlie, for your benefit, I, I would I would happily have split it all up into individual clips for you to in, to enjoy all on their individual glories. But I think I wanted to just give it to you in one glutinous mass. Here's 90 seconds of Richard Keyes and Andy Gray from the last weekend.
2: John I always start with a Geordie by inquiring, How are you gunning?
4: I'm gunning okay.
2: What? I'm champion. That's better. Uh, it's been a blustery old weekend in the oh, Northwest, see. wet as well. And I felt really sorry for those that were working in conditions like these. Yeah. Because it's actually quite pleasant here in Qatar again this yeah. afternoon. Uh, breaking news, Kurt Zuma has been ruled out of the match this afternoon due to illness make of that what you will how southampton have defied the informed statisticians today at one down they were given a four percent chance of winning it for me they were the better side yeah and they were about 80, it was 80 percent when manchester united this i don't know where they get those numbers from no i don't but howls of derision frustration unhappiness George Mendes was talking to senior Manchester United executives this week about the possibility of Ronaldo leaving in the summer um, he's nearly 37 years of age he knows he's running out of time to play top football and what you want to do when you're that age Richard and I've been there not as old as that but I've been in my 30s and I know what the mentality is like you want to try and play as many games as you can because you know it's not going to last. That's fine. Then go and sign for Bournemouth. And you'll but what play I'm saying is, no, he doesn't want to play Bournemouth. He wants to That's play not... as many big games as he can. Can he do it at the very highest level still? The answer for me is...
5: <laughs> oh, the annoying thing about this... <laughs> the annoying thing is, is we didn't get the final word from Keys. there. It cuts off on the end of the clip. I'm devastated, but we think we can... We'll never know. I think we can safely say it's no. No, no,
3: no. The, uh, th- this weird thing... Which he did with the maligned, with defied. It's really odd. We're used to it with names like what he does with George Mendez. The, the which is at the Barney Francis. I mean, lots. Of, who is is it? John Carver. He's talking yeah, to. Yeah, I should the Do we know? This was on the podcast. yeah. Right, yeah, because he
5: feels very, yeah, he feels more, he's more podcast than being. There's isn't a he? very long pause there after the Geordie accent, isn't it? I mean, this podcast is 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 no place to be throwing stones at people's um, dodgy regional accents, but still, but still,
3: but we don't have John
5: Carver on. <laughs> we might
3: rein it in, you know, when we get him on MHD. We, I, I hope we wouldn't be, yeah, doing his own accent that. to maybe,
5: him. No, maybe, maybe we would. Mm uh lots to enjoy there i mean I particularly enjoyed dave the bragging about living in qatar which is uh oh that yeah. was amazing yeah. crosses
6: to a reporter i think it was at turf Moor, yeah in the swirling yeah. wind and rain with a full mm. hooded jacket on never want to miss an opportunity like that is Keezy.
5: how many times over the years charlie do you think richard keys has uttered the words make of that what you will yeah i was just gonna <laughs> say that's rapidly becoming a catchphrase <laughs>
3: On Twitter, because he tweeted out Kurt a um, Zuma. Kurt Zuma. Uh, he tweeted about Raheem Sterling, who I th- I think is on his bad list. Of, you know, he he seems to have it in for Sterling a bit, and you know, Benitez obviously being quite high up on that list. Mike Riley being another one. But he he tweeted about how Sterling has won a lot of penalties. Make of that what you will. Mm. In in this, he, he likes this cryptic. Yeah. I'm not gonna, Andy. I haven't said it's in, cryptic in his words. The word a subject. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not implying anything. Yeah,
5: in. absolutely. Um Howls of derision. <laughs> howls of derision. But yeah, a really good slice of Keys and Gray from that weekend. A nice bit of playing to
6: the gallery with this, the talk about match win percentages. I don't know where they get these numbers from. <laughs> do <laughs>
5: you know, know, I mean? do know? Yeah. Do know. I thought they were the better side, Andy. Right then, that brings us to the close of this week's adjudication panel. Charlie, I really hope this isn't the end of your Sunday League career. Do consider putting yourself out there as a gun for hire. It's a good feeling. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'll take. Don't want to be a one club man. But I think I do. I think I quite like that.
3: You know, it's like that. That was sort of my my USP. But yeah, I'm gonna. Ta- I think I'll take some time out and reflect.
6: <laughs> you may have recently seen that eBay did a promotional thing where they got Roberto. Carlos to and Anyaluko to sign for two Sunday League clubs as like a you know genuine thing. They play forty five minutes for them or whatever, but it was all a, a big mm. promotion. This could be our version of that. If you mm. want Charlie Eccleshare for, for maybe even a ninety for ninety minutes, get in touch. I'll, I'll start with start with sixty <laughs> and uh, <laughs>
5: see, see how we go. See if the chemistry's right. Well, people do need right wingers. <laughs> uh, the idea that you could just get Roberto Carlos and just sort of stick him in goal or something. So oh, We need we need someone. You got up for it. <laughs> We're just really yeah. short. Sure. Would he be good in goal? Would Roberto Carlos be OK go- in imagine goal? Imagine his goal kicks. Good goal kicks, yeah.
6: Not great just, on crosses, but great, yeah.
5: The accuracy on those goal kicks. Just from a football brain perspective, would he be better in goal than, say, an average Sunday league central midfielder who's a 5'11"?
3: Oh, I thought definitely that. I thought he was going to say than an average Sunday league goalkeeper. <laughs> I mean, he'd, he'd 100% be better than... a an average central midfielder going in goal I wonder if he'd be the overall package would be more useful I wonder if he he'd basically be a good sweeper wouldn't he yeah
6: yeah yeah, he could just
3: get the ball and basically put it wherever you wanted in the opposition half which would be a huge
5: weapon can't imagine running it behind the goal to get it 20 times a game but uh, (laughs) into fantasy scenario now thank you both for joining us for the education panel today we'll see everybody later this week bye bye
1: The Athletic